Hello again. You've landed on the Gab and Grow podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and resources for making your time at Western Connecticut State University as good as it can be. I'm Mary Beth Griffin, the host of the podcast, and I'm really happy you're listening in. Today, we're talking about alcohol and other substances and college students, and our special guest is Ms. Sharon Guck, the coordinator of alcohol and substance abuse prevention programs here at Western. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thanks, Mary Beth. It's <laughs> great to be here. I, I love having you here. So, um, Most of us on campus refer to your office as the Choices Office. So can you tell us just a little bit about Choices and what it is and what you do there? Sure, sure. We call it Choices because um, when you get to be you know, a college student, 18 or older, or even non-traditional students, it's really about the choices that you're starting to make in your life. Um, so we thought that that was a better name than, you know, Substance Abuse Prevention yeah. Office. And actually the students... It's also a whole lot easier to say. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it means something. It, yeah. it means something. It does stand for Cultivating Healthy Opportunities in College Environments. So it is an acronym. <laughs> students came up with it actually when I got here in 2003. And it's just a name that has stuck. So Great. Yeah. Great. Oh. Um, I want to talk a little bit just about alcohol and substance abuse at WCSU. Um, I know we take part in the core survey, which is a big national survey. Um, I think we, we don't do it each year, but we do it pretty regularly. So can you talk to us a little bit just about how does WCSU compare to other schools in that survey and what kinds of things do we learn about our student population? Yeah, the core survey, we've done it, I think, six times. We used to do it every other year, um, but lately we've done it just five years, uh, 2012 and then 2017, and we'll probably do it again in a couple of years. But it's really the gold standard, and what it does is it measures the quantity, the frequency with which our students uh, are using not just alcohol, but marijuana. They look at marijuana, cocaine, amphetamines, a number of different substances. But then it also looks at negative consequences, how engaged are students. Uh, So it really gives you a a snapshot of what's going on on your college campus. I like it because it tells me where we're making progress, what are some new trends that we should be looking at, and what are some areas that we really should be paying more attention to. Um, We've done a pretty good job uh, with the underage drinking and the alcohol consumption here. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I'll just compare, let's say, the last five years, 2012 to 2017. In 2012, we had 71% of our students drank between zero and five drinks a week. And in 2017, it's 81% are drinking between one, between zero and five drinks a week. So that's, that's 10 points, um, a 10% shift in those that are drinking. And that's really considered um, minimal drinking, Mm -hmm. zero to five. And of that, um, in that 81%, 31% didn't drink at all in the past week. So we've made some good strides there. We still have about 12% that are drinking between 6 and 10 drinks and uh, combined about 7% that drink 11 or more drinks a week. I mean, that's obviously the category that you're more concerned with. Right. So just trying to be clear for myself, too, because I was thinking of it the wrong way when you started talking about it, that that percentage, the 71% and now 81%, is the students who are drinking less frequently Correct. than 
than other students. So the higher that number is, the better. The better. Exactly. Exactly. And we've seen the same thing with uh, binge drinking has Mm -hmm. gone down uh, considerably, actually, which is a good thing. Um, So for the first time ever, we had 41% of students reported that they binge drank at all in the last two weeks. And that was as high as 54% uh, less than a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So I think students are really getting the message that, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, drinking moderately to minimally is better, and particularly in the number of drinks per week and also in, uh, in binge drinking. We're seeing less and less of that. So that's the good news. That's are, the good news. Are there other misconceptions that people have about, about drinking on campus? Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of times young people, you know, maybe the underclassmen, freshmen come to college and they think everybody's out drinking, you know, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday nights. And, you know, that's that's really like the social norms that people adhere to. And if you're a freshman coming on campus and you think that everybody's out there, you know, drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, and you want to kind of fit in, you're going to kind of rise to that occasion, so to speak. So one of the things we really try to do is get this information out there so that students understand that is not the norm here at Mm -hmm. Western. And and we've seen um, the students' perception um, and the disconnect between how much students think people are drinking and how much they actually are drinking, that's gotten closer in, in line. So students understand that there's not that much drinking going on. And that could be a reason why um, it decreases how much they drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I said that. It was a little confusing. But um, when I first came here, there was a huge disconnect between actual drinking and what people perceived the drinking was out there. Right. Um, and that's gotten closer uh, in alignment. So that that's a good thing as well. Um, I think, you know, because sometimes students come here and say, what are some of the myths? Uh, sometimes students, they just think that, you know, being drunk three nights a week is part of the college experience, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I think when they come here, they realize, you know what? It really isn't. Right. Uh, and that's a good thing. That's a healthy mm-hmm. thing. It creates a safer environment, a healthier campus, and students will just uh, perform better uh, in their academics right. as well. Yeah. Right, because it has an impact on every area of your life. It, it does. It does. Um, you know, one of the things that, in terms of, you said, what are some of the national trends and uh-huh. how do we stack up? Because I'm always looking at that as well. We've done a really good job in minimizing, decreasing, underage drinking, binge drinking, and those that are drinking like, you know, 11 to 20 drinks a week. Um, But the marijuana use has gone up Mm. a lot. Uh, And that's something, like we were talking about, the importance of the core survey. Uh, We, and I look at 30-day prevalence. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm not concerned about somebody who, let's say, you know, smoked marijuana twice in the last year. Right. I'm not that concerned about that, but I'm concerned about the people that are, let's say, smoking weed three or more times a week. Yeah, and that was one of the things I was going to ask about, because the marijuana's usage and possession and things, the laws have been weakening, essentially, or just being done away with around the country. Um, Absolutely. You know, do you think, what, what kinds of things do you think it's important for our students, I guess, to think about if they're using marijuana or they're thinking about using marijuana, and maybe even some other substances that, you know, you're seeing a rise in, maybe. Yeah, we no doubt that the 
decriminalization um, is definitely affecting the numbers. For instance, in 2012, we had 33% of students reported that they had smoked marijuana uh, in the last month. Now, that went up to 36% uh, in 2017. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, a big, that's a big number in and of itself. But before decriminalization started in 2010, we only had 16% mm. that smoked in the last um, 30 days. So really, if you look at since decriminalization began, it went from 16% to 36%. That's a 20% jump, and that's huge. Mm -hmm. We're seeing, I know in Connecticut, the average age that a person, a young person, starts smoking marijuana is uh, 12 and a half years old. Mm -hmm. And the two things that I try to get across to students that I think worries me most about marijuana, number one is young people in Connecticut are starting so young. Yeah. 12 and a half is very, very young. And that the THC content in it is seven to ten times what, you know, you, you hear things like what your grandparents smoked or what mm -hmm. your parents smoked. Uh, seven to ten times the amount of THC yeah. and starting so young are two red flags yeah. for me. And the other thing is when we look at the core survey, the more marijuana you smoke, it decreases your GPA. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm always trying to say, okay, what's going to resonate with our students? What are they going to What's going to matter to them yeah. when, they, when they think of starting to use or increasing their usage? And the decriminalization, it, it's a big issue because most young people these days think that it's just legal to light up anywhere. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that decriminalization just means that if you're 21 years or older, you can have less than a quarter of an ounce. Um, they think at 18 they can just light up a blunt anywhere, yeah. and that is not the case. That's not the case, and particularly on campus. Yeah. Um, the other trend that I see is students tend to increase a lot. Like they'll, they'll say, well, I'm smoking three or four times a week now. So we'll kind of go back and say, okay, well, what were you doing last year? They say, well, I only used to get high, you know, maybe twice a month, once, you know, on the weekend or twice mm -hmm. on the weekend. And then before they know it, it's every weekend. And then they do it once during the week. And then it's Wednesday, Thursday night, and then Saturday and Sunday night. So there's, there's like this spiraling mm -hmm. from occasionally once or twice a month to then once a week and then two or three times a week. And then sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's the problem area. And yeah. we have a significant amount of students here at the university that are – using multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. um, now, I want to shift gears a little sure. bit and talk about um, some of the programs you do because, you know, as I wander around campus, I see you in your office everywhere. You know, I know that you're in our halls a whole lot, but you're also doing, <coughs> doing programs all over the place. Yeah, I think the important thing is to be out there. You know, we've done a lot of kind of de destigmatizing substance use, and part of it, you can't you can't just be in your office and waiting for students to come to you. And part of it is we want to be out there and working with student groups, clubs, the athletes, um, organizations, anything that is a fun activity for students um, that will get them, you know, out of the residence halls or change the way they think about partying and college life. We want to be part of that. So we do. We come into the residence halls. We have peer educators that run programs, and we try to keep them at like 45 minutes. I'll bring wings from TKs, mm -hmm. you know, anything that will get students out yeah. there. And they're fun. We have Jeopardy games. We do everything that's from healthy lifestyles. 
we try to do it in a way that's fun and interactive with students versus a lecture. Mm-hmm. So we do that quite a bit. We also do a lot of programs with the Women's Center. Yeah. We'll do a lot with them, with the athletes. Um, one of our signature programs has become Fresh Check Day. We're doing that this, this September 20th uh, out on Fairfield Lawn. Um, we also have a couple of grants, so we're able to fund uh, fun things. We're going to be take, doing laser tag and bowling oh, cool. nights and collaborating with, um, with recreation. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so we try to be out there and planning, being part of fun activities uh, for students as well. Because, you know, when you look at the numbers, a lot of students come to college and they are not interested in Mm -hmm. alcohol, partying, smoking. So you have to understand and kind of shore up that group as well. Right. So if a student has suspects maybe they're having a problem or they have a friend who has a problem, what kinds of recommendations do you have for them about finding help? We have students that come in just voluntarily, and they're concerned about a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a parent, a sibling, and that can really take a toll Mm -hmm. on students. Uh, So we'll talk with them about, first off, taking care of yourself, what you can do to talk with that person and share your concern in a way that's not judgmental. We always try to get them to, you know, have them come into the office. Um, I work with Stan Watkins, who was the crisis counselor at Danbury High School. He does a lot of work with Mm -hmm. the athletes. But if we can get them to come in and just talk with, talk with them about how to approach somebody who you care about, and there are ways of doing it and ways of not doing it. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we've talked on some of the podcasts about getting involved on campus, and I know you have some opportunities for students if they want to be involved with your office and some of the work that you do. Can you yeah. talk just a little bit about that? Yeah. I have Every year we have probably five or six students that volunteer in our office. Some work, some have work study. I'm always open to plugging students in wherever they want to get involved. Some want to work on, you know, behind the scenes, websites, uh, publications, things like that. Others want to become peer educators, so we Mm -hmm. do trainings with them. Some of them are part of our Compassion and Creativity, the Leadership Certificate Program, so they can plan an event or be part of an event. Mm -hmm. If they like research, they can help with that. Uh, they, we have so many different opportunities. Yeah. I've worked with, oh, I want to know, probably hundreds of students since I've been here, and I try to find things that they're interested mm-hmm. in. Because um, really, if students are doing these programs or part of them, they're just so much more successful right. than just, you know, an administrator or me coming in and doing them. So mm-hmm. through the leadership program, peer education, work study, I also have a couple of grants going on. Yeah. So that's... I, I love hearing ways people can get involved, and I've seen a lot of students come through, you know, the program with you, and it's a it's a great opportunity to be involved in doing some really good work. Um, you know, as we get close to kind of wrapping things up, do you have words of wisdom for students, both returners? I, you know, a lot of this focus is on new students, but we want to talk to returners too. Words of wisdom about, you know, those choices that they're making. I... I think just to sit back and think about it. Um, I think young people these days are actually more attuned to their future mm-hmm. and decisions that they have to make. I find them almost that that's in the forefront of their mind. Um, to sit back, think about things. 
uh, and reach out for any kind of help. Uh, it, you don't have to come in for like a counseling session or anything like that. Sometimes you just need to bounce ideas off mm -hmm. of somebody uh, to get back on the right track. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that was that wise, but yeah. it's, it's kind of more pragmatic. Yes, yeah. A little bit more pragmatic. Well, I like pragmatism, so. <laughs> um, finally, I want people to know where they can find you. So where's your office? Do you have social media? Do you have a website? We do. We have a website. It's just, you know, the homepage backslash choices. And we are in the Midtown Student Center, room 211, right across from the game room. And I have an open door policy, so anybody can come in anytime. Great. Um, thanks so much for coming in and being our guest today, Sharon. I know um, many students are going to see you around campus. And perhaps if people have been listening today, they'll feel like they want to stop in and say hi when they see you at an event or a program. Um, if any of you are listening and we raised some questions that didn't get answered for you, or if you have a topic idea that you'd like to see us cover, please just send me an email at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And that is going to wrap things up for this episode of Gab and Grow. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, don't be shy. Just go ahead and subscribe so you'll know when we post our next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>